to my channel. Today we're doing another Melanie Girl Problem Podcast. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about white university struggles. And I know you're going to think there are tons of historically all black schools, but we're talking about today, we're talking about predominantly dominated, predominantly black, 15% black, 20% black, and the other are like 80% white, or 70% white, and the other I don't know, like Mexicans, Asians, European, like those type of things, and then you're just like, where are the black folk at? And I'm going to tell you, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to talk about these struggles, because recently, I've learned so much going to a predominantly white school, and I've also gone to predominantly white community college, and what I've learned from this is that, yes, I understand half of the student body is going to be white, and I understand half of it's going to be mixed minority, which is fine, you just need to learn how to support each other, and well, going off of this, I on any campus, you're thinking, okay, you know, you're touring the school, you're seeing the student body, you're like, okay, I'm slowly starting to see some type of diversity, when I toured my school that I attend now, it's like, I see it's just white, like, Caucasian, and you see, then you see a small set of, like, blacks, like, my school is 10% black, predominantly, the rest of it's white, but then you still have, like, your foreign exchange students from, like, Asia, um, like, Afghanistan, you know, Muslim, or Hindi, or whatever that may be, which is fine, but then you're like, when school starts, you're like, okay, when I go to class, um, for example, I'm, I have uh, a creative writing class, but I'm majoring in creative writing, and I'd have a good day, there could be like two, like three black people, and then sometimes there's just like one black person in the entire class, and I'm just like, okay, this is not a diversity that I want, but you know, it's good when we come across the topics in class, you know, I have a white friend that does this, how should I about that, or this or that, so it kind of helps, like, friends who, who agree with you that it should be more, you know, majority should represent more on college by just being white, because I do have some friends who agree with some of the culture that we go through, like, yeah, I would never say, like, the N-word in a song, I don't even repeat it, or I stand up for my friends, it's not like it's being racist against them, and then, I think we had discussed this topic in my class, in my academic studies class, my one friend was like, yeah, I will wholeheartedly stand up with my friend who is black, you know, and I will not let no one disrespect them, just because they're a different color, and they don't look like you, but they are still a person inside, and I felt like, that was a really nice response, because most of people are like, well, Renee O'Kays okay, that happened a while be a couple years back the Trayvon Martin case I had one friend say like why is this bothering you like why is this making you this doesn't involve you and I was about to say something and then my other friend she stepped up saying how could you say that in front of her of course it's a false of everyone in her community and I felt really 
happy because we've been friends for a while and you know she understands the issue with this with that case when that happened so I appreciate there are some friends who will stand up for your back and I did also have some good friends who stood up for me when I was going through a tough year in middle school and I appreciate their friendship to a great deal and I appreciate those around me who understand these struggles of you know trying to be diverse on a college campus when it's predominantly white and just feel like it's not only our job to educate people but they also need to do their own research because I feel like even as a black African-American woman you want to be able to be opinionated and speak your mind but without coming off as the whole stereotypical loud or wretched or ghetto black person and you want to be you know as we have all done in societies conform to look white, act white, talk white. And I think it just stems from society and how they perceive us to be and how they want us to behave. When we come from a line of slavery and being viewed as property and not viewed as humans, which I think is very wrong. But I think it's slowly getting better, especially I found out today on social media that we're finally having a black little mermaid cast as, you know, Ariel. And there are some people like, well, she can't be, she's not a redhead. It's not about color. And to her being a redhead, we can change the whole demographic of Little Mermaid. She doesn't necessarily have to be white to be a mermaid. She could have been a black mermaid like Roger Hammerstein did Black Cinderella, and I loved it. We had a predominantly, almost a black cast. And with Black Panther, that was a predominantly black cast. of like two or three other people. Like in the Broadway musical of Lion King, predominantly a black cast. And I'm just like, what's wrong with having a black mermaid? We have a black MJ Spider Man, and she doesn't predominantly have to be a redhead. She doesn't predominantly have to be white. She can be most right. There are other interpretations of other TV roles being portrayed by black females, like the new Teen Titan live action. Starfire is an alien. She has striped white and cartoon series. We just portrayed as a like a tan orange skin, but in the series they made her black. I see nothing wrong with that. And that's a nice, nice little twist to do. Uh, do with Starfire, and there are other roles where they're also portrayed by black female women. And I think society needs to change their mind of how every person needs to be to be portrayed as white, but like they don't have to be like for. Mulan, she's Asian. For Jasmine, she's Arabic. So the new live action people have outwore that because you're like, for the record, the animate the animated movie didn't culturally represent that culture in a respectable manner, an appropriate manner, and also Aladdin doesn't have to be shirtless in the live action. He can be covered up. Same with Jasmine, she doesn't have to wear her skincare crop top, and she definitely was not going to wear her skincare red outfit with that mom as a child. That was very interesting, but now I see as an adult that that wasn't culture appropriate for them at the time. So now that they cast Naomi Scott as Jasmine, I think she portrayed a wonderful job as Princess Jasmine. How they blended her culture and her mom's culture to see where those two unique characters combined come from. And then what also this new Ariel coming out, I think it'll change the aspect of how little girls view Disney princesses and then they can relate to each one, how each of them either represents or looks like them. Because like for uh, Moana, she was a Polynesian princess and she represented that Moana would have played like the Asian culture, Pocahontas for Native American. 
and so on and so on. I think it's very important that we don't forget that each of these prisons is in some way has a different like background and then we also remember we should represent each diversity of each background. No matter how far we come we still need to show diversity because it's very important that we live in a very di- diverse world and it should be known as a fact that we want little girls to see people who look just like them in a sense that they're, they're going to be diversities wherever they go. So they may remind that you can always find someone that looks almost similar to you. Or you have someone to look up to that represents the culture inside. And I hope with this movie coming out that people see that. Because it, you know, seems to always be that fact like, you know, um, it tends to show some diversity in the world. Especially like in the, uh, the Flash TV series CW, we have a, we have a black girl plays uh very odd love interest and they become a tourist couple which i think is very nice because wholeheartedly the actors don't all need to be white there's time for diversity to stand and to show that we are here to show that our white counterparts don't always have to be the leading roles we can also be leading roles in our own right and i think it's come a long way especially in the movie like ma where octavia spencer was in her own psychological thriller where she herself to be one of the main actresses in that movie and in the movie us predominantly a black cast for the kid the hunger played two roles the doppelganger the tethers and her normal human counterpart so i think we have to see in some aspect that we are growing as a society and a nation that we can act just as much as our white counterparts and also as females we can act just as good as our male counterparts today but going back to a predominantly um white struggle at school and i found when we were doing tours at my job and they're getting the kids they got really interested in uh one of the schools uncg was probably was a all-woman school predominantly is a majority a black school but also a majority a white school but the one of the thing that they said that caught my interest was that they are the school that's known to have like the barbershop and the beauty salon and that's what has gotten most of my uh, students really interested in the school because most colleges, college, especially college campuses, don't have a barbershop or a hair salon on their campuses. Normally for students who are um, colored skins have to go outside their school campus for hair salons and barbershops to get their hair done. But hearing a school that, that specifically has a hair salon and a barbershop for the black students who get their hair done, it shows that we're really trying to embody all type of diversities and trying to make sure everyone feels acclimated to school and enjoy the best of their college experience. Now, I will admit, at my school, I'm not really active in like the black organizations in school as I should be. But yet again, like, how can I when they always like hide and they normally don't really come out unless they're having like a party or an event there and I just hide hang out with my few of my black friends that I have friends on campus you know which is fine you know not everybody associated with like you know their own diverse group as much as they should but I feel like if we want to be sure as a community that stands together we have to come together as a group and as a unit to show that we 
are not to be be shown as pushovers and that we need to stand together and lead prime example for the future generation because we are here to stay we are here to leave our mark and either in school music media wherever that may be shape or form and that we deserve just much the attention just as our fellow white classmates and work as twice as hard to get the same opportunity as they got because they have a they have a lead within race because they're white and it's not depending on the gender, male or female, that they ever better leave than we do. But that's all I'm gonna talk about today. This is gonna be episode six for the uh, Girl Problem Podcast and today we are talking about predominantly like white struggles at universities and one thing I also noticed is that well maybe in my campus and other campuses that we got mainly all black servers in my campus which is totally fine and we have like white servers too and they predominantly switch like clockwork who serves who but I think the schools are really trying their best to relate to the whole minority groups and make sure everyone is represented in some shape or form but I do hope that these schools continue to get better and when you want to attract more students is that you have to show more of a growing minority base in order for people to feel like why should I come to your school is it because it's just predominantly white and there's no minorities groups at all in there or should I just come to your school because you have more diverse campus and more diverse outing coaches for me to feel interested and for me to belong on this campus to begin with well that is all I have to say for today and I hope y'all enjoy my podcast for right now and I'll see y'all next Friday at five to do another Melody Girl podcast and I hope y'all have a great day and a wonderful weekend and I hope y'all have a great day and Bye, and I'll see y'all soon. Bye.